Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. The Bob Cordaro Show Podcast. In, in, he's completely incoherent. There are parts of that. Uh, Eric in Exeter had asked me to if we had uh, some audio of, of the president and his closing press conference. This man is a serial liar and he is mentally incompetent. Now, I want to explain this quickly before we get to John Perillo and Monday Musings. Here's what happens if the debt limit is not increased. Now, the Republican House has passed a bill that would allow for a $1.5 trillion increase in the debt limit. Biden has done nothing. And even when the House and the Senate were Democrats, and he had the votes, he did nothing to increase the debt limit. Nothing. And it's... They could have taken care of the debt limit before they left office. But they didn't because they wanted this fake issue. And I'll remind you again what happens. All it means is we can't borrow more money. We still take in, in tax revenue, trillions of dollars. Trillions. And they would have to prioritize spending... In essence, it would be a balanced budget. It would be Biden's choice whether we defaulted on our debt. That, that whole line of conversation is a, a disgraceful lie. We'll have plenty of money to pay our bonds. We'll have p- Social Security and Medicare are their own programs. They will not be touched or affected either. They have actually nothing to do with this discussion. They're going bankrupt on their own, by the way. Because idiots like Biden and Trump are pretending that nothing can be done. So when they tell you that the America's going to default, we never defaulted, how horrible. They're lying to you, right to your face and right to your intellect. Oh, it's just, it's infuriating. It's maddening. It truly is to have this sick of a mental patient as president of the United States. It is, it, 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 this great country. Uh, remarkable. 
Uh, but <laughs> changing gears now, John Perlow with us for Monday Musings. How are you, John? You can't ask me to follow that. Yeah. While the news was on here, I'm watching the other maddening, disgraceful situation. This former Marine Penny, uh, who, who did the chokehold on the serial criminal Neely, and then the guy dies. We've got a 53% increase in subway crime in New York City. We've had 27 deaths in a year on the subway. This hero steps up and prevents another tragedy, and he's getting prosecuted, and I'm, I'm just outraged. By the very people whose policies have caused allowed mental patients to be on the streets. You know, I, I remember a long time ago back, uh, there was a group of people that became vigilantes in the New York City subway system. What were they called? The uh, Guardian Angels, I think? Well, no, they were um, actually protectors. Yeah, the Guardian Angels. Yeah, pretty, yeah. Yep. Guardian Angels. I, I just remember that, you know, there was a different time because they were, they were pretty well received, uh, by, certainly by the public. Uh, a long time ago, on land far away. Just, yeah. it was an interesting. A, a different, a different planet. It truly was. Yeah, yeah. So I, it was, I, I was it, talking. Anyway. We had Johnny Carson. He retired. Yes. This date in 1992, and yes. if you compare him to the, the you know, the limp-wristed fools that are on <laughs> night late night television today, you just say to yourself. My God, how far have we regressed? <laughs> yeah, he's funny. you know they have the reruns on on occasion, and I, I you sit there. Man was brilliant. I mean, he just yep. he, he would sit there and he'd laugh. I mean, the guy just had he had that. Uh, oh, I would I would do a little bit. I actually liked Jay Leno. I thought Leno. Was, oh, Leno was fine. Was yeah, Leno was. Yeah. Leno was a worthy successor. Yes, absolutely. I mean, and tough shoes to fill, right? I mean, how do you fill Johnny Carson's shoes? Yeah. So, but anyway. So and, and, and now let's change subjects again for your listeners. Um, I, I one of the things that Bob and I were talking about have been have been talking about is this whole China threat and how it affects the United States. And I did want to talk a bit about the Chips Act uh, and what was China's response for it, both what the what the act did and how China responded. And and and, and perhaps as a way to elevate this discussion just a little bit, uh, on October seventh, you know, Congress actually got something right. And, 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 and in a bipartisan fashion, they passed the CHIPS Act, uh, and, and that's what this is, discussion is a little bit about. So let's dive right in. And at the time, Secretary of State Blinken made a speech right after the signing of the law, and he said that the Cold War was over and this, a new war was taking shape in the world, and that the heart of that war was technology. Now, you can quibble about the first part about the Cold War being over, but the second part is spot on, that technology is one of the places where we're going to be fighting our next wars. And it's not that we won't have hot wars anymore. I mean, China proved that, and we certainly need to be prepared for conventional wars. But in addition to that, I think technology is a new battlefield that we have to be prepared to fight on. And we discussed earlier how the Chinese use AI as a way to control their population. And I think the phrase I liked was call it totalitarian and totalitarianism on the cheap. You know, you use AI as a substitute for lots of people spying on lots of other people. You use computers and facial recognition and geofencing to say, where is your population, what are they doing, and those people that you consider to be threats, you can control them and control the information that gets to them using AI. Um, but things like guided munitions, ships, navigation, communications, aircraft, phones, you name it, all require chips. 
And so it's an, it's an inconvenience when the U.S. automotive manufacturing system can't you know, produce cars because we can't get chips. And if you remember, there was a period of time where they were literally producing cars and setting them off to the side because we couldn't get the chips to make their systems work. But you get to a shooting war, and it's less than inconvenient. It's, it's worse than that. And that's what the chips law was designed as a reaction to that reality. Um, and in one way, the U.S. chips law was pretty narrowly tailored. It was, it was a restriction only on certain types of chips primarily used in AI application and the technology used to create those kinds of chips. So both the chips themselves and the technology to create those chips were restricted by this law. But what's more important for your listeners is that this is the first time a law of this type was ever made in the United States. And so we've generally had laws in the past that prevent us from selling military technologies, but this one didn't just ban military technologies and those are technologies associated with military weapons. It banned the AI component of chips, and that is a major change in U.S. policy and the first time it's ever happened in the United States. So past limitations on sales to China allowed China to advance. You know, they were designed to limit the speed at which China advanced. They were designed to keep China a little bit behind us. But the new restrictions under this CHIPS Act are actually designed to degrade China's current capabilities. They're much more aggressive. Is it too little too late, John Perillo? Well, well, great, great question, right? So let's we're going to jump into what it is that they have done as a result of that. All right. right? So I'll, I'll let's, skip ahead there. Let me do this, uh, John Pearl. We've got to take a break. We'll come back and we'll go. We'll we'll uh, give us the Chinese reaction to the Chips Act and the efforts that we uh, have undertaken, that Congress has undertaken to limit their technological. Uh, growth. We'll, we'll, but we'll do that after this. The Bob Cadaro Show with Monday Musings and John Perillo after this break. The Four Tops moving up the charts this date in 65, 1965, with their hit, I Can't Help Myself. And before that, in 2001, this date, Ford Motor said it plans to spend more than $2 billion to replace up to 13 million Firestone tires on vehicles because of safety concerns. Bob Cadero back with you on WILK. We're honoring today William Paltanovich of Wilkesbury. Born January 30th, 1914 in Mahanoy City. He served us on the 82nd Airborne, World War II. Europe, Africa, the Middle East, including the Battle of the Bulge, the Ardennes, you name it. The Italian Peninsula. Awarded six bronze stars. He did all this and went on to have a quiet life working for the Smith Company in Wilkesbury and Dorrance Cole. Seemingly regular guy. Heroics unnoticed and untalked about by William Peltanovich. That's <laughs> these are the people that made America great. The William Peltanoviches of the world, and thanks to his daughter, Marion Ebert, for sending us his information so we could pay tribute today. Let's go back to John Perillo on Monday Musing. So tell us, the United States passes a CHIP Act, which also provides substantial funding for companies to build uh, plants here uh, to basically insource as opposed to outsourcing chip production. And what do the Chinese do in uh, reaction? And interestingly, that the Chinese sort of took the same tack, right? They're looking at their economy, and they're saying that, hey, chips are now a national security issue. And actually, 
That thinking started all the way back in 2018 when the U.S. slapped sanctions on a company called ZTE. And for your listeners, I don't know if you remember, but ZTE had taken U.S. chips put them in devices and sold them to Iran in, in uh, trying to get around our sanctions against Iran. That's what started that. Um, so there was a fine. It was like $1.2 billion against ZTE. ZTE pays the fine, and then they go right back to shipping chips to uh, Iran. It was, a, it was a very interesting thing. And so we, we cut them off, and it was actually Donald Trump who, who reinstated the chips that were going to ZTE. Right, so that was, we had a little bit of a, of a discombobulation between branches in our government knowing what to do. But anyway, so the Chinese have done a couple of things. First thing they did is they conducted an official supply chain review. And it, the language is interesting. Because they use the word, instead of choke points for supply chain, they use the thing, they use the word stranglehold. And they reviewed you know, their entire chip and uh, logistics system, and they said, hey, there's strangleholds that are controlled by other countries, primarily the United States, and it became their official policy to figure out how to avoid these strangleholds. So, again, think of that as step number one is identifying your shortcomings and then figuring out how you're going to go around them. The U.S. hasn't ever done anything similar. Companies do that individually. But the U.S. never did until that China uh, review that was hap- that happened in the House that we talked about a couple of Monday musings ago. Um, the second thing they did is there was a big change in the official Chinese language on the subject. And again, interestingly, they delete the language in their published version of speeches because, you know, that way it keeps the U.S. kind of from viewing what's going on. But the same tactic they use to control uh, information to their citizens, by the way, they just, they just delete the language they don't like. Uh, but anyway... In their official language and in their official speeches, they talk about how important it is to, to reduce the reliance on the U.S. and other countries. Um, and they do that by forcing companies that want to work in China or with the Chinese people to share their technologies, which, believe it or not, I was actually a part of when I was in logistics, in order to develop it or steal it. And then in 2020, Z gave a speech where he said, these efforts are as important as their nuclear weapons de- development programs. So if we think that the Chinese stealing of technology is a minor issue, it's not. Mm -mm. They consider it as critical as their nuclear weapons capability. And then he said something else in his own words. These are these words now. We must tighten international production chains dependence on China, forming powerful countermeasures and deterrent capabilities based on artificially cutting off supply to foreigners. So basically what he's saying is we have to make the rest of the world dependent on China and then use that as a way to, to, to get them to comply to things that we want them to do. Right? That's the official Chinese policy. Don't take my word for it. Listen to your enemy, Xi Jinping, telling you what he wants to do. Um, and, and, and that's why, as the United States, as we look at the places where we buy things from, we have to be very careful you know, when we give money and we, we, we get our major supplier to be somebody who basically has said out loud that they want to use that as a way to control our ability to respond. The third thing they did is their short-term semiconductor policy. They just bought in excess of their current needs. And it's, it's actually pretty easy to see what they're doing because you can look at their intake of chips and, and manufacturing capability versus their outflow of what they're producing. And they're very imbalanced. So what they've done is they've bought and stockpiled both chips and chip-making equipment um, in order to get them over this hump of the U.S. Chips Act. And something like By the way, I mean, in that's not all they're hoarding. They're encouraging Chinese families to hoard food. 
I mean, they're preparing for war. There's not. Yes. <laughs> there's no yes, two so ways it, it, to look exactly. at it. Right. And, 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 and in fairness to Trump's error in rescuing ZTE, he follows that up with sanctions against Yahweh. So if, I don't know if, again, your yep. listeners may remember that there was a series of, of Yahweh was, was part of the whole 5G network that everybody was trying to get to. And what, what the U.S. realized and what Trump pushed for was understanding that if the Chinese control your ability to communicate, and communicate isn't just my phone talking to your phone and me having this conversation with you all as listeners, it's the ability of your power station to communicate elsewhere in its grid that there's a demand surge, that they need to make a shift. All those things happen via chips and communication systems that China was selling to a company called Yahweh. And Yahweh had, imbe- had embedded in their chips backdoors to enable them to control that. So, again, hypothetically, you could be work- walking along one day, China goes to war with the U.S., and the next thing you know, all your power is cut off. Right? That's the kind of things that we're thinking about. Um, and, again, so it's just some bottom lines for us to consider. No company, heck, no country has all the technology, raw materials, and manufacturing capability to make all the chips they need. Right? Chip manufacturers have tens of thousands of suppliers and so being entirely self-sufficient might be a pipe dream. The U.S. could probably do it better than most, you know, at least in the short term. But we need to consider that we certainly shouldn't be dependent on our adversaries for critical supplies, right? I understand that you know, we have to go outside to get uh, some of the things we need, but let's at least go outside to people who are our allies and have our own interests at heart when we're trying to, when we're trying to manufacture. Amen, John um, John, we got to go, and I thank you. Uh, an important topic. China preparing for war technologically, uh, from, from foodstuffs to every other component of what their people would need if they go to war with the United States, and we better yeah. get ready. Thank you so and absolutely. much. Absolutely. And thank you, Bob, again to you and your listeners for spending time with me this morning. I hope you all have a great week. Always a pleasure. John Perilla, Monday Musings. We'll be back with the weather after this. Well, that sound means it's time for the weather, and here it is. Storm Tracker 16 forecaster, and meteorologist Joe Snedeker tells us, today, mostly sunny, passing shower possible, high of 76. Tonight, partly cloudy, low of 53. Well, what would the temperature be for tomorrow, Joe? Tomorrow, it'll be partly sunny, passing shower possible in the afternoon, high of 76. Wednesday, what would the weather be, Joe? Partly sunny with a passing shower late in the day possible, high of 76. So identical, beautiful weather, three days in a row here in Northeast Pennsylvania. Uh, Bob Cadaro back with you. And um, just a couple of texts. Uh, someone asking about an Army bomber that crashed back in the 1940s at the Avoca Airport. Uh, we may have to get David DeCosmo on that. But don't, you know, don't be giving me assignments here. You, you tried to give me an assignment in this text. And uh, you can't do that. You've got, you, you've got to give me the information and we'll go with it. Uh, and then uh, another, Rush used to call, Rush Limbaugh, used to call the NAACP the NAALCP, the National Association for the Advancement of Liberal Colored People. I would now say regressive colored people. Uh, somebody said they saw, saw the sh- uh, television show last night and it was fantastic. And yes, it was. Guy Velvano, was a tr- he's a treasure and it was great to have him. Joe from Trips Park reminds me it's Jimmy Fallon, who is the uh, limp-wristed uh, late night host who was embarrassed because he humanized Donald Trump. You get to tell me Donald uh, uh, Johnny Carson would do that. Would cow to the left. 
Well, uh, these people are unbelievable. And another text, Bob Trump spent $7.8 trillion in four years, highest of any president. That's By the way, that's only because Joe Biden hasn't served four years yet. He will spend more than Donald Trump. And that's with restrictions being placed upon him. I have always said Trump's biggest failure as president, and maybe his only one, was his spending. So I, you, you don't listen closely enough, or you refuse to listen. I don't know which. The spending, and someone has to restrain this insanity. They are literally ruining the economy. They're destroying the future with this spending. And the Republican House said, all right, we'll spend $1.5 trillion more that we don't have. And that's somehow a problem. Unreal. Unreal. <sighs> Morning, Bob. Just wanted to get this out there. It's amazing that the communist Scranton Times, on the day they don't print the newspaper, uh, but it's on the news about the three pensioners from the city of Scranton who are overpaid for all these years. Uh, I did, yeah, so maybe, maybe it'll be in tomorrow. We'll see. But, yeah, they don't publish on Monday, so I don't get my Wall Street Journal, which is what I'm angry about. All right, Andrew from Jersey has been extremely patient, and uh, we go to him now because this was important, and I, I wanted to get to it, so I'm happy you were uh, uh, held because Jim Brown, who I I just thought was awesome, not just as a football player but as a man, uh, passed away on Friday, and uh, I'm happy you brought it up, Andrew. Mega dittos on that, and I just want to say the guy that texted in and said about Trump spending, a lot of that was due to COVID, to the relief checks, the bailouts, the vaccines alone, billions and billions (laughs) were spent just on the vaccine. So billions of dollars in extra spending under Trump due to the COVID crisis. And Biden is going to surpass him without COVID (laughs) emergency, so to speak. And I just want to say with um, Jim Brown and also the NAACP, I love Jim Brown, but not the NAACP. And I was at stories with both. And just I'll hit on the NAACP that I, I describe them, you know, limousine liberals, but like cocktail party leftists, I would call them. But they destroy, like you said, the left destroys. And I would argue that uh, you were mentioned LBJ. That's when the Democrats took over the black vote. And it was reported that LBJ said if he could get the black woman on welfare and the father out of the home, then he could get the, quote, N-words voting Republican, I mean Democrat, for the next hundred years. And whether he said that or not, that was a scheme. So the NAACP, they also switched. They went from being a true, righteous, civil rights organization, like Jim Brown was the civil rights leader, unlike Al Sharpton, who's a phony one, so they switched and they do detrimental policies and that take fathers out of the home that high crime like you see in New York. It was in Summit, New Jersey, justice for Trayvon Martin rally. And I interviewed the leader of the Summit chapter and I said to him, you're supposed to be the advancement for colored people. So why don't you have a program to encourage 
you know, not having the babies out of wedlock. And he looked stunned. Like, and I said, Obama even quoted how a young black man, 90% almost like less likely to go to prison if he grows up with a father in the home and almost 80% less likely to be on public assistance. So even though Obama promotes the policy, so he's contradicting, but the guy looked at me real strange, <laughs> like I had two heads. And then he mentioned a professor at Rutgers who I knew from working in the museum. And he said, well, Dr. Price started the program in Newark, but it's, then he passed away soon after, but it's like, well, why isn't that part of your agenda? And also job training, um, you know, like for drug counseling, drug addiction, none of that that is part of it. And even well, civil well, one rights. One thing like, that's assured, we, we've got to take a break, Andrew, but the one thing that is assured, that if the left is in control yep. of any institution, they aren't doing anyone any good. Like, They're doing the even late, opposite. Even late night television, yeah. even late night comics, they even ruin the late night shows. Yeah. <laughs> Incredible. Hey, thank you as always, Andrew, and, and for, for reminding us of uh, Jim Brown's passing uh, because uh, he, he was a good and a great man. He, he really was, and what a football player. My friend... Um, uh, Bobby Pellegrini has sent me a picture of his father, who was an NFL player, tackling or trying to tackle Jim Brown. And I said, that picture's worth a million dollars. We'll take this break and be back. Well, you heard um, Rob O'Donnell's promo, and he's got a great show. I, I just I just enjoy it immensely, and uh, there's a depth to it that is really outstanding in the afternoon. Johnny... The Bulldog is in charge of my promos. Let's see what Johnny, what'd you cook up for us for this week, Johnny? Let's hear our promo. All right, not bad, Johnny. Okay. I just wanted to see if Johnny had a lame one, so I, I made him play it for us. And I, you'll hear that probably throughout the day. Uh, not bad, Johnny. And speaking of veterans, William Peltanovich, Wilkes-Barre. He died in a VA hospital. But he served us. And, and somebody texted in on this. A couple of texts I got to get to. Bob, the 82nd Airborne Division. And I will add parenthetically that William Peltanovich was part of in World War II was otherwise known as the All-American Division, hence the division patch being two A's, two capital A's. Pretty neat. And uh, we, we, well, I'm just so happy that Marion Ebert, his uh, daughter, gave us the information on, and, and asked us to honor her dad, William Peltanovich, the World War II hero. Somebody texted in, Bob, two Boeing 737s came into our airport last night from JFK. Don't know if they were migrants. I'm, I will urge you, that if you're listening, to call the Wilkes-Barre Scranton International Airport and ask them. Ask them if they were migrant planes. Because we don't have regular flights from JFK. On very rare occasions... We have planes diverted from JFK to come here. But it sounds suspicious to me. It's worth many of you giving a call to the airport and finding out 
Did we take more illegal immigrants here under our nose? We'll be back. Gary Puckett would get arrested uh, today for this song. Maybe rightfully so. But on this date in 1968, he had the number one hit in the U.K. with Young Girl. And before that, uh, 2011, this day, a tornado devastated Joplin, Missouri with winds up to 250 miles per hour. That's, that's, That's awesome. It claimed at least 159 lives and destroyed about 8,000 homes and businesses. Now, someone texted in. Remember we did the Ford recall on the Firestone? That they said, Bob, I will never forget the Firestone tire fiasco. My cousin had a truck that needed tires, and we had no money. The truck was our moneymaker. He did a small job and got enough money to get a set of used tires for 60 bucks. They were Firestones. Two days later, there was the Firestone recall. We got a brand new set of tires because of this recall. It was a blessing and helped us out big time. So something good came from that. Another remembering, and I'm trying to remember the general's name, and I'm sure someone uh, listening will. Uh, Back in the middle 80s, it might have been the middle 90s, uh, we had a lieutenant general killed at the Avoca Airport. He was flying his own plane. His plane ran off the edge of the airway runway and crashed. I do remember that. And he was en route to give a speech at a Boy Scout dinner here. I think your memory does serve you correctly. Someone else uh, said, Bob, in fairness, didn't Trump spend a ton of money to recover the armed forces? Yes. He dramatically. And his accommodation to Chuck Schumer and the Democrats when he did not uh, run the House or the Senate was to spend more money at their behest in order to get the debt ceiling increased. So I love when the Democrats pretend that they're being so noble with the debt limit. It's a total phony lie. They did it to Trump. They made him spend more money, though. (laughs) Somebody said, Bob, I miss your general patent promo. I love that one. LTS, big time. Johnny, you could play the patent promo uh, opening Right? Next hour? Correct, Johnny? Johnny will play it for you. Uh, Bob, you're so nice and caring to all the veterans, but continue to disparage President Joe Biden, who is their commander-in-chief. How do you justify such a daily narrative? Because Joe Biden is a disgusting mental patient. Our veterans are not. And Joe Biden is intentionally ruining my country. I despise him more than anyone I've ever despised in my life. And he is not my president or the commander-in-chief of the military. He's a disgrace. And he's, I, I'm not going to get into it, but I, I, you'll hear it often enough. Tommy P says, excellent interview with Guy Vilvano yesterday. He's a legend who's seen it all. Uh, thank you, Tommy. Uh, Bob, I was on a flight from Charlotte that landed at 10.39 p.m. in scranton Wilkesbury. We sat on the runway over an hour after landing because a plane from New York had an emergency landing and took our gate. When we finally got to the gate, did not see any people in the airport. So that seemed to be suspicious. The plot thickens. Please call the airport and find out were there one or two flights from JFK and who was on them. 
And as I predicted, one of you knew. General Jerome O'Malley, head of Tactical Air Command, died in the crash of a U.S. Air Force VIP jet that he was piloting when it went off the air or went off the runway. Thank you for that. All right, let's quickly go to Larry from Pitts. And Larry, how are you? Oh, I got, what, 10 seconds? Uh, not much time. It's because it's 11 o'clock and it is time for the news. My apologies. Yes, well, do you want to hold over? I'll, uh, Def- I, definitely. Right. I'll we'll, never get it in. All right, we'll hold you over because um, it is time for the news. Bob Kadar with you. Just a reminder, on Friday, we're going to do some vet, you know, patriotic music and all that for uh, Memorial Day, but we're going to have in studio, which I seldom, if ever, do, Joseph Barna, 93-year-old Korean War veteran, and we're going to talk to him about his life and his times and his service for us in Korea. We'll go to the news. We'll be back on the Bob Cordaro Show. WYLK News Radio. This is the Bob Cordaro Show Podcast. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 